you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out, I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor, why don't you act like this is an AA meeting, and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew. And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what, you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Podcast. This is the Feast. With me as always is Devin. We are going to be doing the SmackDown recap show. Um, so, Devin, I gotta I gotta do a little bit of full disclosure here on my right. experience of, of SmackDown. Um, yeah. So, in the beginning, of SmackDown they did the they announced the two out of three falls match for uh, Kofi and, and Dolph Ziggler, right? And right away, I was like, wow. Oh, Doing another two out of three. <laughs> okay, so that happens. Cool. Then you know, I think they went to commercial break. Then they came back, and then the Miz uh, was in the back uh, looking for Shane. And then he went uh, to go see. And then Elias was there, right outside of his door. And Elias is like, "Oh, you know, they're talking, going back and forth, whatever." Miz leaves. Tell Shane, you know, I'm looking for him. Um, Miz leaves. Shane comes out of the locker room. You know, and Elias is like, hey, you know, Miz was looking for you. He wants a match with you. He's like, he wants a match with me? Okay, he'll get a match with me as long as he can win a two out of three falls match with you. As, he said, as long as he can win a match with you. And then he said, oh, and that match is going to be two out of three falls. Immediately when he said that, I flipped the channel. <laughs> <laughs> on FX, Deadpool was on <laughs> I started watching Deadpool. And then I said, man, this is, man, I, I'm enjoying Deadpool. So I have Deadpool on Blu-ray. So I actually yeah. went and got my Blu-ray of Deadpool, popped it in my PlayStation, <laughs> watched Deadpool. I started watching behind the scenes. Then I watched the whole movie. I just, I stopped watching SmackDown. I just, I did not watch it for the rest of the night. Then the next day, which was Wednesday at this point, yeah, I was watching. Uh, I saw some clips, and then I said, "Okay, I have a DVR." So I went back and I watched the majority of SmackDown. But that right there, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, was, I was, I was out. I'm like, no, this, this is, this is awful. Like you literally, you're gonna do two, two out of three falls matches. Like what? What is possessing them to say that this is this is the way that they should book these shows? Like I just don't understand. And the the matches that they're like the Miz and Elias, like individually, you know, I, I like both guys, but two out of three falls, and if Miz wins, he fights yeah. Jane. That's so so right. so basically, that was your viewing experience. Oh yeah. So my my viewing experience is basically. So it was Tuesday. I think my wife was off. I believe she cooked. So I just had it in the, I, I had wrestling on in the bedroom. I just had it on in the background. And I would just go in and out, 
see what matches is like, oh, two out of three. That's what they're doing. Okay. Back out. See, see what my kid's doing. It's <laughs> <laughs> going, going throughout my day. Man. I think I played Spider-Man. Got a, I played the uh, Spider-Man game, my son, which is an awesome game, by the way. Oh, awesome. You know? Awesome game. Yeah, awesome game. I love just web slinging through the city, yep. man. That's I just something basic like that. I I, I get thrilled out of that, man. I'm like, man, this is so cool. Then I, I think we was playing uh Injustice, then we got some more to combat. So yeah, man, we got some good games in. And I went back and uh finished SmackDown because man, it's like I said, it was very rough. Yeah. Very rough to watch. Yeah, it was it was just it was aggravated, man. It was yeah. an aggravating show just overall. And just- I didn't I didn't even rewind to see what I missed. I just like I just continued from wherever where they was at. Man. Like, I mean, this is where we're at right now, really. Yeah. Just just booking decisions will basically make people tune out, you know, like that's basically what we're illuminating. And, you know, even though we're doing this podcast to cover, you know, what's going on at the same point, I think that's part of the reality. That's part of the viewing experience. And I think that truth should should be in this podcast, too, is the fact that if we're not just going to be we're human, too. And so to if you're going to put out a bad product or put something that, that doesn't get us invested that's that's just gonna be a part of the show then you know what i'm saying the fact that we weren't invested in it and what was it about that 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 made them lose us you know because i feel like we're, we're other people i'm sure here's the thing like when i go before we were doing this podcast you know the days were days like this i would look to other podcasts to give me the information that maybe i missed right and so that would be another reason why sometimes I would tune into to a podcast like this, you know, yeah. but I feel like this is kind of an interesting thing also to go over because I would always be curious, like, don't people that are doing these podcasts, like, don't they get to the point where I'm at where they're just like, you know what? I just couldn't do it. I know I'm supposed to be covering this, but this was just so bad. Yeah, yeah just be real, man. You know? yes, and, and we said that, too. Yeah, like both said like I, if we have to, right, man, right. You know what? That that comic book podcast might be sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way I look at this is is this that for for the for this for our podcast, you know, you're gonna get a true depiction of what the viewing experience is like and that'll kind of be an indication of the state of wwe as we see it and state of wrestling as we see it right so again i went back and i watched the majority of it you know there were some things that that i feel like i the main event i saw most of it but i didn't see the entire it in its entirety right so the uh the keep uh, kofi dolph ziggler matchup just full disclosure there too um but just in general, I feel like this is the way it should be. That I, I wouldn't feel right just forcing myself to watch two hours of, of a show that is just not engaging me, that is not entertaining yeah. me in a way that I feel is enjoyable. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'd, I'd rather watch Deadpool. You know, like, it just <laughs> I flipped it. And that was the first channel I got to. And it was, it was I laughed immediately. And it put me in a great mood. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this from beginning to end. And I did. You know, and and you, you know, you with the kids. You know, you're playing video games, you're playing Spider Man. You know, it's getting right, that man. Joy. It's having a good old time. You know, like, <laughs> and that, that, I, I feel like that's just 
that's just where we're at, you know, and I would almost hope that that could get to the WWE in some way. Like, this is what people are doing. Like, you know, it, it's people are tuning you out. So you need to, to change the way that, that you're you're booking these, these, these shows because it's just not entertaining the way you're doing it. Uh, it's just tough, man. It's just tough. So I would say that, that, that that's that's my first thing that I just need to get out there right away. So I'm not going to be fraudulent anyway to say like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to break down these matches in, in this perfect, pristine way because I saw them from beginning to end. No, like I had a hard time watching this show, you know, and it's it, yeah. I'm going to say that and I'm going to let the listeners know like, hey, I said that, that on, our, on the raw, raw recap. It was like SmackDown was very, very, very tough to watch. Man. You know what it felt like? It felt like the SmackDown of old when they had the two blended brand, uh, brands at the time. So, you know, Monday Night Raw was your flagship, flagship show, but SmackDown was just, they would just repeat what they did from Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when it, when it was truly the B show. Yeah. Or the when there was no brand split, it was almost like they were, it was, it was almost like a recap. Like they were doing it a was. recap of, of Raw right there on SmackDown. Yep. And it felt like that type of atmosphere that I was feeling. And that wasn't a good feeling. No, no. I was like, man, I got to get out of this, man. I got to do something else. And that's what I did. Play video game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt like like almost irrelevant. Like you just don't, You it won't even matter because it just felt like, I like don't know, less. Will bad. I miss anything? Yeah. Not really. No. No, because this one, I mean, so I guess the the I'm even having a hard time looking at like what was the best thing that happened on this show, right? Because I'm looking. Oh, someone knocked on Alistair Black's door. Oh, <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, I guess that's that's in a way you can look at that as a positive because this whole thing will be over as far as him, you know, just complaining and begging people to, to fight him. Like, but even that, like. It was so weird because he starts getting into it, and then the the oh, and the lights go out, and then he, they come back on, and he has this stupid look on his face, like he's smiling, but he's like, "Is this like awkward grin?" And I'm like, "Who is this guy that I'm looking at right now? Is that Alistair Black? Like, what are they what are they doing to his character?" That's Al right there. That's who you see. Oh man, because he, he he showed you Al when he yeah. just broke down. Oh. He was like. Just, just give me a second, all right? <laughs> I was like, "What? Who is this man right here? Yeah. Oh my God, this is Al. This is Al right here. I knew it." No, it's just I don't know, man. And then yeah, to for him to still have that entrance and everything, like I don't know, like he just doesn't have that mystique right now that he did before. It's almost like they're trying to because. I was making the comparison with like the undertaker and that mystique, right? Like he was just this silent dude with this, you know, the fog and the, the, the presence, the, that intimidating presence, right. You know, and he's just mysterious. And like, that was the, those, those are great qualities that make you interested in the character, right. When you, when you have a, a character, you just, you, you, you watch and you're saying, man, I do not want to mess with this dude. And, yeah. you know, he's just silent assassin, basically. Exactly, man. You know, just beat to his own drum, stick to himself, low key. Yeah. Just keep that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to. You're giving him all this stuff to say. Like, he can start cutting yeah. promos, but I think too many words in some ways is really hurting him for sure. And then 
he's doing things too many promos. It doesn't help when Alistair Black is bitching about nobody's fighting, fighting him. Just yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah, like you said, I mean, you call it a therapy session, basically, and you know, it, it's 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 not a good look. It's not a oh, no. you know. So the bright spot in this is that it's probably over. Um, so you know, we can get back to him just maybe trying to or trying to erase this whole section of his career. Like, let's just erase that this even happened. And so, 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 so let me ask you this: Who do you think knocked on his door? Well. So I've already heard rumors about who potentially that would be. You know, I heard it was Cesaro. So, you know, if that's Cesaro, then cool. You know, it's, I think that that would make for a great series of matches if that's going to be the case. Um, you know, without seeing those rumors, I would have said maybe Randy Orton or hope for Randy Orton. Um, but I don't know if I would see that as his first go. I feel like it's more believable that Cesaro would be the first matchup that he would have and then build up to a Randy Orton matchup. Um but it sounds like it's going to be Cesaro. Cesaro, but what is it? Isn't he on Raw? Yeah. Well, you know, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Brand split is dead. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was going to say Buddy Murphy. Oh, no. It's not going to be Buddy Murphy. No. Nah. He, no. I just kept secret, but I haven't used them. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't. <laughs> but Murphy, one day he's just gonna be in NXT UK, and it'll just be like, all right, <laughs> you know, like I just. Oh man, uh, I feel like we won't. Or, or he's gonna he's gonna get added to this twenty four seven title group that's chasing down our truth. It'll be Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy from two hundred five that are chasing down that twenty four seven title. Like I, I, I don't, I don't have any faith in them using. But the only, the only thing, I mean. We just talked about the the news about uh, Bischoff and Paul Heyman being, you know, the the new executive directors for Raw and SmackDown. So this would be Bischoff yeah. show now. So maybe Bischoff, you know, would have a, a positive view on Buddy Murphy and try to incorporate him into the storylines. I would hope so, um, especially you know with Bischoff. He was he was uh, one thing that WCW did great back in the day was the cruiserweights. That, yes. you know, for WWE, the light heavyweight division was a joke. Uh, the cruiserweight division in WCW was awesome. Like, yep. they did that right. And they, like, Bischoff did have a healthy, you know, admiration for, you know, lucha-style wrestling, cruiserweight wrestling. So I'm hoping yep. that he maybe has seen, you know, or was paying attention to 205 Live when Buddy Murphy was killing it and would say, you know, this is dumb that we don't have this guy on the show. Let's go ahead and put yep. him on there. You know, get him a, a feud with somebody immediately because he's too good to be sitting on the yeah. front lines. Like this dude is money. Yeah, yeah. So, so that would be. You know, I like that you brought him up. I don't. I feel like pre- previous to this announcement, you know, my my thoughts are what what I just said in terms of like, nah, he's he's not going to do anything. We won't see him, you know, ever on SmackDown the way this is going. But with Bischoff, now I've got a little bit of hope. That maybe we we see him we see him sooner rather than later. So fingers crossed there for Buddy Murphy. Yeah, me too. That's that's what I'm hoping for. But I, I, I don't Alistair, I, I don't I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be Buddy Murphy. I think, uh, think Sorrow rumor sounds sounds legit. That's yeah, not- but he but Alistair's coming off as a dick though. Yeah, I mean, oh, that wasn't so that don't. I think they're just trying to the the intent 
was to build him as a guy who just wants a fight. It's not heel or face. It's just, you know, he wants competition. And everyone's too afraid to, to go against him because he's a scary dude, you know? <laughs> what? I'm just saying, like, that. that's probably – if because, like you said, if it's Cesaro, Cesaro's a heel, right? So, you know, a heel versus this version of Aleister Black, you know, it, it, as, as a potentially also a heel doesn't really make sense. But I think – in their eyes, they're looking at it. If it's going to be Cesaro as we're building Alistair as a guy who wants to fight, he loves to fight. He wants competition and he wants people to come at him and, and want to, to challenge him. You know, he hasn't done a heelish thing in terms of like cheating or, you know, doing anything dastardly. He's just been complaining, you know what I'm saying? And which if the fans turn on him and say, Oh, you're annoying and start booing him, then probably the booking will change. But, I think right now probably WWE is looking at it like, well, we're just we're trying to book him as a guy who wants to fight. He he likes to fight. You know, he wants some competition. It was the worst way they could have done it because why not just put him in a match? You know, like yeah. beg for matches is dumb. Um, you know, in this dark room, and he's talking to himself, and it's just goofy. You know what I'm saying? So you no, know, he could have he, he could have shot a promo, did a promo in the middle of the ring. I'm not going to leave this ring until somebody challenged me. Yeah, put a chair in the middle of the ring, sit down and say, I want yep. to right now. You know, I want somebody to come out here. Open challenge to somebody to come and fight me right now. Yeah. Yep. Basically what he was doing. I mean, he was basically doing the United States Open Challenge, you know, but he was doing it from the back. You know, was, <laughs> why, why are you doing it there, man? Do it in the ring. <laughs> Do you want them to fight you in this dark, in this closet? Or you want them to fight you in the ring, man? That would be the way to do it. Oh, man. That's hilarious. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. yeah like, that's essentially what it was. That's <laughs> done it. John Cena, you know, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, the Open Challenge. They're doing the same thing. Like, you know, the Open Challenge starts right now. Whoever wants to fight me, come out here and fight me. Like, they were all asking for a fight. And then we cheered it because it's like, okay, United, it, it builds up the United States Championship. You know, we're going to see yeah. a match right then and there. But – the way they did it in the back, it's like this long, drawn-out thing, and it's just lame, you know? And he just looks lame because he doesn't usually talk this much. Now he's nah. cutting these long, drawn-out uh, was a That was a long-winded one. Yeah. Uh, what was it? On Tuesday? Oh. That promo? Yeah. When he just kind of broke down? Ugh. I mean, the most – so the one before this one, you know, where he had them open the door, like that was probably the best one. And I'm saying best in in a loose way, like, because I didn't like that one either. Yeah. But at least there it seemed like, okay, we're getting to something maybe happening soon because now he's opening the door and now he's, 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 he's telling other people, not just the camera, you know, he's telling other people like, hey, like, come pick a fight with me, you know, so – I won't. I won't say the best one. I'll say that was the least worst one. Okay, <laughs> that's a better way to. Put it. Oh, I can't say the best. <laughs> Not I mean, for those. It's again. You probably that's probably a better way to. That's more accurate way. How I feel about it. You know, I say best, and I'm like, Ugh, like I kind of right. I can't, right. I, it, so. I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but um. 
Yeah, we'll see, man. Hopefully this week uh, on, on SmackDown, you know, we get we get to see that matchup with whoever it'll be. Like, he'll come out to the ring, and, and we'll see the, you know, either whether it's Cesaro or Buddy Murphy, Randy Orton, or whoever. I don't even care at this point who it is. I just want to see him wrestle. Like, just just get out there and do something. Don't, yeah. don't no more no more dark rooms for you, you know, cutting promos to cameras. I don't, I don't need that anymore. <laughs> Open challenge from the back. From the back. <laughs> Open challenge from the dark closet. What? Man, you might get yourself to the ring. Oh, man. Then he had that god-awful weird look with somebody – Finally knocked on his door. Oh, that, that crooked smile thing that he was doing. Yeah, it was it was like a predator child predator look. Yeah, like, it was it was it was it, cringe. It was cringe. It was. It was, man. Like like dude. Like no. Stop doing this to Alistair. Like that's just 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 Yeah. Alistair never once in NXT had me feeling like I don't want to see him, you know? Or like <laughs> you know, but now WWE has found a way to get him to that point to where you're just like, Ugh, what? You know, or you, you, he starts his promo. You're like, Oh damn, no, not this again. You know, like, yeah, it's crazy that we're there with Alistair, but there we are. Like, I don't want to see this. Oh, yeah. not this Alistair. No, man. So yeah. Um, I guess the, the best thing that happened on SmackDown actually was a little interview that happened with Finn Balor where oh, he was yep. asked about who his next opponent would be. And this is the first time Finn Balor has been on television since uh, Super Showdown, yep. right? And because he was being asked first about Andrade and, like, that matchup, which I'm like, damn, yeah, holy crap. Like, he hasn't been on TV since he fought Andrade as the as the the demon. So, you know, uh, the, the interviewer asked him about that. He's like, yeah, you know, I – handle my business with Andrade and so now moving on to bigger better things I'm just paraphrasing for that and so what's next and he's he starts to say something but then up comes Shinsuke Nakamura so you know Shinsuke Nakamura showed his face in the first time since I don't even know when yeah. right face to face with Finn Balor looking at the Intercontinental Championship I don't remember what he said I was just so excited to see Shinsuke and Finn Balor and I'm like oh my god I think he said, I want to say he mumbled like too sweet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what he said. You're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. So, yeah, I'm just going to stay. I'm going to choose to be uh, optimistic that this will lead to just another or a a series of matches for where these guys can really just showcase their talent. And, man, I'm, I'm excited about this. Now, Another note on this matchup, I think this matchup is happening partially because Rusev is taking a break. Um, apparently, he had asked WWE for some time off. At least that's the rumor for that. And he might be on his way out the door, too, because his contract is almost up. They didn't say exactly oh, he's, when. He's done, bro. Yeah, they say his contract is going to be up soon. So Yeah, they um, killed Rusev Day. Like, yeah. Like, they actually killed it, man. It could have got up to – you know what? It did get up to – Daniel Bryan level, but they, 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 they killed it. Over. Rusev yeah. was over. That team was over. That chant was over. Just everything about them. You know, Rusev could have been, you know, WWE champion and people would have been been popping hard for that. You yeah. know, but they, they chose to go. They chose to kill it. They chose to kill it. And it didn't, doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you take something that's so popular that can earn you so much money and selling T-shirts, you know? And that was just, I mean, Aiden English, you know. Idiotic, man. 
on yeah. their part. Oh my God. You know, Aiden English's uh yeah. part in the beginning, you know, announcing him every time, singing Rusev Day. And, yeah. you know, Rusev just being charismatic as hell with it. And then you added Lana Day to that and that got over. Like, I just don't understand. I don't I don't get why they did that. Like you said, it's idiotic. It's idiotic that they did that. Um, but with their tag team basically being done because of that, the the bright spot in all of that is that we do get Shinsuke Nakamura back in singles, um, going against Finn Balor potentially. I'm really hyped up for that. I'm hoping we get to we get to see at least a, a good handful of matches between those two guys. I'm definitely when I saw that, you know that backstage promo, and then when I saw Shinsuke pop up, I immediately got excited. I was like, I completely forgot about him, bro. Yeah, like completely forgot about him. Yeah, but I was like, like I think I had been I had brought him up a lot on our last couple of podcasts as a guy who just has not been been uh you know, given yeah. utilized or given a good push at all. Like I, I've been calling for him to, to leave the company, go to AEW, you know, <laughs> anything, anything to get him out of there because he talked about, you know, potentially retiring, you know, in like five years. I'm like, man, time flies, man. Like you, yeah. if the way we're going, like he's, he's, he's just going to end his career on such a low note, you know, maybe the last year, of his of his career, maybe they finally give him something to do, but it'll be too late. He'll be too broken down to really, you know, be the guy that he that he is now. You know what I'm saying? Like while he's still in his prime, utilize him, man. Like yeah, give, man. Him, give him these dream matches that that people have always wanted to see. So you know, yeah, like like you, he has he's charismatic. Like he's over without like, saying anything. Right, you say right, and he's over. And, and I, I'm very. You know, interested to see what these two guys can do. Finn Balor and Shisuke can do on a story te- on a match level. I already probably know what these guys can do. Yes, but on a s- storytelling level, I'm very curious what to see what these guys can do on that type of level, like the psychology, like you know what they're gonna do, how they're gonna take it. And the Intercontinental Championship could use some love too. You know. Yes. They have been on television. Yeah. Showdown. Like, that's crazy. Like, show that belt some love, man, because that, that's one of my favorite. Like, ty- I mean, yeah. titles I have at least some type of healthy respect for. The Intercontinental Championship has been around for such a long time. And, you know, just the fact that it, that Finn Balor had not been on television and he's Intercontinental Champion, that's one thing I did forget, actually, for a little bit, was the fact that Finn was even champion. You know, like, like that almost when he showed up with the belt, I'm like, yeah, that's right. He is an accountable champion, you know? So I, I just, it, that belt needs some love. Both of those wrestlers need some love. It's, it's a great pairing. Let's go. I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm definitely just want to see this like, man, I'm definitely excited. So I'm possibly extreme rules match then. Yeah. Yeah. It would have to be. Yeah. And this, be. yeah, this can possibly be match of the night. Too man, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting because with AJ and Ricochet potentially having a match too at Extreme Rules, we could see AJ versus Ricochet and then Shinsuke versus Finn on the same pay per view. Woohoo, like, man! That that would be amazing. Yeah, and, you know, hopefully that happens because, like we said when our Raw recap, um, if you're gonna do which they've already confirmed it's going to be Seth Rollins and and Becky Lynch versus uh, uh, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. 
they need in Philadelphia, by the way, they need all of those matches to hit on all cylinders by the time they get yeah. there. Because if they have a lackluster card and then you've got this storyline that no one really wants to see with with uh, Corbin and Lacey, it, it could be bad. It could be bad. The reaction could be terrible. So, you know, having these four guys, the, the you know, Shinsuke, Finn Balor potential match, and then uh, AJ Styles and Ricochet match up for the yeah. U.S. and Intercontinental Championship. I think it all depends how oh, where those matches get placed. Yeah. How that tag team match on extreme rules, the intergender tag team match, yeah. how it get received. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, gosh, where this is all going, uh, you know what, man, I, I'm starting to think maybe this Roman Reigns undertaker matchup might be the main event of extreme rules. Yeah, so so you know what you you're probably right on that. So Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins match in the first match, maybe It'll have to be get that out you the gotta, way. You gotta get that shit out the way now. Just 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 get that done. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to see yeah. Corbin and and Lacey Evans versus Becky Lynch is already old. Like just just get that out the way and yeah. I, if you get that out the way, I think you could have a good, a good show. Right, right. That might be the best way to do it. That way, yeah. you catch the crowd, you know, really excited in the beginning. You know, that first match, you know, you give them, you give them Becky. You know, they can chant for her right away. Give them Seth Rollins. You know, and they just crush Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin. Obviously, Baron Corbin and Lacey are going to do some stuff and yeah. you know, bury them completely. But you know, I'm saying I, I could see them having a fast paced match. Keep it you know, relatively quick and just have Becky and, and, and Seth retain early on early in the matchup and, and be done with it. All right. So then um, the, the next thing that I wanted to talk about was going to be this uh, Nikki Cross, Bailey, uh, Alexa Bliss situation. Uh, Nikki Cross had a matchup with Bailey. Uh, basically, the stipulation here was if Nikki Cross can win this matchup, uh, she would earn Alexa Bliss. Uh, sh- another shot at Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, we had talked about in in our earlier recap uh, for Stomping Ground about how this storyline between Nikki Cross and Alexa uh, Bliss has kind of been not not the greatest. I mean, it, it's kind of the, the Nikki Cross's character, you know, where how she how people fell in love with her in NXT. You know, yeah. it was that she was just this like fun, crazy character who was a little bit scary too. And you know, you couldn't see her kind of befriending a, a person like you know Alexa Bliss because she would just the way that their their characters kind of were so different. You know, and yeah, to- to- definitely polar opposites, polar opposites to each other. And I would also say because even though Nikki Cross came off as somewhat crazy. I also feel like Nikki would have been maybe too smart to fall for anything that Alexa would would do. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's one of those like evil genius kind of situations where like, yeah, she's crazy. Kind of like the Joker. Like she's yeah. she's nuts, but she's also like I feel like she she's aware of everything that's going on around her and like she wouldn't she would just fall for something like this that's happened a couple of other times to other 
you know, superstars like Nikki or Nia Jax went through this with Alexa Bliss. Uh, Mickey James went through this with Alexa Bliss. Yep. So it's common knowledge to everybody that Alexa is someone you wouldn't trust. So for Nikki Cross to be, you know, just naive, quote unquote, to all of this, she doesn't strike me as a naive character. And that's kind of how they're playing her. So I don't like that. But now this is kind of like the next stage of it where now Nikki Cross is actually trying to win and actually did end up winning uh, Alexa another opportunity at Bailey. Um, I just feel like the story, I'm, I'm hoping that they end the story at Extreme Rules because um, we just need to go a different direction with Nikki and and uh, also too for Bailey. Like I want Bailey to get a storyline that's a little bit more meaningful for her because she's she's really not a, a main attraction in this storyline. You know, the storyline is really about is built on Alexa and Nikki and that eventual turn one way or no, another. I, I I think the popular thought process and this is mine too is that Alexa is going to just betray Nikki. Um, to your point, you were thinking maybe it's the other way around, and I kind of hope that's the case. So it's a little bit different. Um, but I feel like this match kind of showed like. It's probably not going to be that way because Nikki's going so far as to win another title shot for for Alexa Bliss and even her celebration afterwards, which probably was the one kind of other bright spot here is the way that she did celebrate that. I I did enjoy Nikki's like over celebration of how she won the shot for Alexa. And she was like on top of the the announce (laughs) table. She's like, I can't wait to tell Alexa. I can't wait to tell Alexa. And Corey Graves is like, here, use my phone. And then she grabs the phone <laughs> and then she looks at it. She's like, no, this is not going to work. And then she's like, I can't wait to tell Alexa. I can't wait to tell. So I went right back to being excited. And she's like, it was almost like when Daniel Bryan uh, was first doing the yes chance and he was like over celebrating the smallest oh, win. Yes. Like he was just like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And he was, it was great because he was the only one doing this. Yeah, uh, at first. Exactly, exactly. So it it almost felt like that a little bit, how just Alexa was just so enthused and excited about what had just happened. And, you know, it just, it it borderline over the top. Well, it wasn't borderline. It was over the top, you know, celebration for it. So that part of it I enjoyed. But I just, I just, I want Nikki Cross to get a better run. And, and so I want the storyline to end so that Nikki can get back to being Nikki. Uh, I want Bailey to to get a better storyline, you know, and even for Alexa Bliss, like I feel like it's it's kind of hindering her. It's hindering all of them. It's hindering her too, you know, that she should get a better storyline as well. It'd be amazing if this was just Bailey and Alexa having yeah. a storyline about that storyline actually was was actually de- that aspect, of right? It. Exactly. The NXT, you know, like history that they have, like bringing that up is awesome. I wish we could get more of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Because like when I, when we was talking about it in what stomping grounds, like yeah, the chemistry they have for build the buildup was great. I got excited, you know, the moment of bliss segment, pretty much airing out the dirty laundry, so to speak, letting her letting belly know, like, man, I've been feeling like this is NXT. And checking her, like, man, you just hating on me because you don't want, you just want to be like me because you peaked at NXT. Mm-hmm. Like, man, and, and then we have this other unnecessary element of Nikki Cross that we don't need that we're just confused on her character development now. You know, like, 
how she was was great, you know, because of being that that loose cannon of sanity. Yeah. Uh, of that group, you know, because she was probably the most popular character of sanity. Oh, she was. Yeah, she yeah, was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That's after you know, her. It'd be Killian Dane, maybe. You know, after after yeah, her. Yep. 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 <laughs> Killian Dane after that. Now it's you know. It's like you you got rid of that mystique now. You she's just plain Jane. Yeah, Nikki. Yeah, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, that's that's where we at now, man. Plain Jane, Nikki, and then it, now now I'm just like, all right, man. So hopefully, at Extreme Rules, we will just get away from this story and and have like you said, have Bailey get into another. Hopefully, a good, decent story, but I don't know from there. But it seemed like they're gonna branch off, and they're gonna just might just do Alexa and Nikki for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's definitely feels like where the they're building towards is Alexa Nikki on Monday Night Raw, and then I'm thinking Bailey and Charlotte, you know, because Charlotte hasn't been on TV, and I feel like they're just saving Charlotte. For when yeah. this storyline is over at Extreme Rules, and she did name drop Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think that's kind of where that's going for Bailey, um, and Charlotte just beating Bailey at SummerSlam, probably. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right on that. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, just we just want. I think we're both saying the same thing that we just uh, want better for for all of them. Um, so you know, hopefully this this they just put on another solid matchup because I thought that the match at, at stomping ground was, was, you know, it was what it was. It was, it was all right. Um, you know, the, the buildup was great in that moment of bliss. Uh, so there's aspects of it that are, that are good. Like I just said with Nikki, you know, and her, the, the celebration, like they're all talented, you know, wrestlers, they're all very good. It's just this mix, the way that they're mixing together isn't, isn't great. Um, so I I don't know I, I I want somehow some way for them to salvage this and to to put together something that's still um, entertaining and fun in some way before before while they're doing it at least because it, it, when they're doing it they're in it now you know what I'm saying so might as well make the best of it is kind of where I'm at with it um, it's just after Extreme Rules I want it to be done as far as this the the three of them being mixed up in the storyline together. Like Alexa and Nikki, you know, let them go ahead and do their thing on on Raw, and and that's fine. And then Bailey can move on and have her, um, you know, feud with whoever, if it's Charlotte or whoever, leading into into SummerSlam. So, you know, hopefully this is this is the beginning of the end of of the, the <laughs> Bailey being intertwined in their feud. Beginning of the end. I hopefully hopefully you're right about that, man. Yeah, so and then uh a couple other women too that were involved in a in a matchup as well on SmackDown that I wanted to talk about was Sonya Deville versus Ember Moon. Oh um, wow, man, we must be on the same accord because I was literally gonna talk about that. If you weren't gonna bring that up, I was like, I wanna talk about what was your thoughts on, you know, the whole Mandy Moore and Mandy Randy Rose and Sonya. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. I mean, I'll, so first the Ember Moon uh aspect of it, you know, I'm I'm happy that Ember Moon is on television and then she's she's wrestling. Um I'm I think the last time we saw her, she was 
uh, in the back playing on a Nintendo Switch, and then they were bullying her and and smacked the Switch out of her hands, and that kind of started a backstage scuffle. And then yeah. uh, after that, there was this uh, Ember Moon walked up to them, and they had donuts, and she wasn't having any of it. They tried to offer a donut, and then there was another scuffle. So then that led up to to this matchup. And, you know, this matchup here, it started out okay, but then it ended real abrupt. I, was, I wasn't expecting um, it to end when it did, and Ember Moon took a pin from Sonya Deville, which I thought was kind of like out of nowhere a little bit. Um, I'm okay with with putting over Sonya for sure, because I think Sonya has definitely been one of the more uh, underutilized wrestlers that, you know, has potential you know, and yep. as far as her in ring, you know, and overall, like I think she's she definitely has the capability to to be, you know, used a lot better as well. Um, so her getting a win is definitely awesome. But you know, Ember losing the way she did, I feel like this match maybe went three minutes and then it was just over. And if it, that man, yeah, you know, so I, I was I was shockingly surprised how quick that match went. Yeah, so that I feel like was not wasn't great in terms of just booking that to be so short because it didn't make Ember look good at all. Um, and then after the match, so they have this, basically Sonya wins and Sonya's face too during the, the, after the victory was kind of like, yeah, I guess I, I won, huh? You know, it was, it was like a very, it wasn't, she wasn't even celebrating it really. It was just like, Oh, that happened. Okay. You know, so that was kind of, what kind of awkward. So Mandy Rose gets in the ring, and then there's this moment. They kind of are, like, looking at each other, and Sonya Deville plays with Mandy's hair a little bit and just showing her affection. And so they're kind of – looks like they're teasing maybe a relationship angle between the two of them. Um, and for me, as far as that goes, I feel like that's fine. I mean, it's 2019. You know, having a, a storyline where you put them in a relationship maybe or teasing a relationship storyline that yeah. either they're actually going to do a relationship storyline – or they have them, you know, finally break up in this way, you know, and turn on each other because they've been building or teasing like a split for a while. So maybe, you know, I'm just kind of thinking right now, like maybe they're using this to build up how much you care about them more. And then it'll make the split hurt even more when they decide, like maybe Mandy Rose rejects uh, Sonya Deville, you know. Affection. Yeah. Like that, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, and that and, and that story probably makes sense logically for that as well for the storytelling aspect of that. For yeah, because I got no problem with the you know if they want to go with that romance storytelling. Yeah, uh, best friends. That's cool. Like I said, twenty nineteen. I don't care. Right. So if they want to go that, that's cool because they got some good chemistry going on. Like they do. you can see it. You they can do. see it. So and that can help get the viewers, you know, emotionally invested in in the story. And then, you know, the breakup can make it more meaningful, like you said, man. So I'm 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 interested to see what they can do with that. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, like you said, they have great chemistry. I mean, I'm kind of rooting for them to get maybe the tag team titles off of the Iconics and give it to to Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Like, you know, they, I feel like, are better in the ring than the Iconics right now. Um, the Iconics, just as a, they're, they're, how do I say this? Like, they're not really all that fun to watch anymore. You know, like, they have a interesting stick you know gimmick or whatever yeah. just the way they do things but it's just not 
not really working for me. So, and I, I enjoy seeing Sonya and Mandy Moore. It's funny, Mandy Moore, Mandy Rose Moore, Mandy, Ro- Mandy Moore is a actress from back in the day. <laughs> so it's like, whenever I say Mandy and Moore, I'm like, ah, that's not, that's not what I meant to, that's, that's a different character altogether. But, uh, <laughs> Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville, I, you know, I, I enjoy them more than I do uh, the iconic. So it would be, I think, you know, maybe use that in a way too to build it up some. Like, you know, there's this affection that they have, or that at least Sonia is showing towards Mandy. Maybe they're trying to win the tag team titles, and maybe they do win, and they have a little bit of a run there, and then you know they lose, and then that affection gets rejected when they lose. Like, you know, she just. Mandy Rose is just done with it all together as a team and, you know, as whatever they more they could have been like, I think there's, there's potential there. Um, you know, and I was reading something too. It was a couple of years ago that um, Stephanie had said, yeah, they're definitely going to have a, an LGBT kind of uh, more wrestlers that are, that are in that group and, and yeah. storylines around that too, you know? And so this is kind of them paying that off a little bit, um, you know, just, with something more tangible and, you know, Sonia is, you know, been, been out and clearly out for a while now. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and I that, think she dates Seth Rollins ex-girlfriend. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. And I, I mean, she's on SmackDown, he's on raw. So, you know, maybe, yeah, hey. there's part, I mean, there's something to that too. So it right, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't hating sister. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, you know, I think it could be cool. It could be it, it's 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 a storyline that I'm I'm interested in seeing, you know, and I want to see more of Sonya Deville. You know what I'm saying? And I think this would be a very real storyline to tell with her that can help, you know, push her more, you know, in the limelight. Because Mandy, they've been really they've easily uh, spent a lot of time with her, you know, and like showing Mandy. Like it was clear. I mean, she's she yeah. has she she has the package that they look for, you know, in, in it's like, you know, that Trish Stratus mold, you know, of of being athletic, you know, beautiful and all of that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and blonde, you know, being real about that, too. Uh, Sonya Deville, you know, since day one, I felt like she has just this physical prowess, you know, the fighter, the almost like mixed martial artist yeah. style that I thought could always be really cool up against so many different wrestlers from Oscar to even uh, uh, Ronda Rousey, you know, even if they if they would have used her at that point more. Uh, even like that attitude she goes by, like, you know, put your hair up and square up. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, so definitely I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to champion her and, and root for her to get the storyline and to, to do more with that. Now, one thing I didn't like that I heard is that on YouTube, I guess they cut out that that part where they were showing that almost romantic side between the two of them. Um, so I don't know if maybe they're backing off of that storyline a little bit, or maybe Ooh, that's how they that, got it on that YouTube. I know, right? But I know, I know. Sometimes they do, you know, make them special YouTube edited clips, right? Like when they took Sami Zayn saying AEW out of the clip, that didn't yeah. make it in the YouTube one, but it was live. So you know, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I think it's too late to kind of go back on that. You just put it out there. I think you have to follow through on yeah. it because people saw that live and people are talking about it. You know. It would be a mistake to to go back on that, I think. Yeah, man, same here, man. Like you don't want to backtrack, you know, on on something that you already put out there, especially when Stephanie McMahon a couple of years ago you said was mentioning about we're gonna, you know, start introducing more 
characters from that community. So I'm like, yeah. all right. You know, and Sonya Deville, she's perfect. You know, she's openly, you know, gay. So I'm fine with that. She's comfortable in her own skin, you know. And like you said, it's 2019. Manny Moore. Manny you know, Moore. I mean, I said Mandy Moore too, man. You got me saying Mandy Moore. That's the second Mandy time you Rose. said Mandy Moore. Mandy Rose, right, right. Mandy Rose. Yeah, yeah so Mandy Rose, yeah. So yeah, let's see what. Let's they see what they got, man. Let's see. Let's yeah. see where they go with the storyline. Just, just play it out. Let's right, have push, it. right. Let's shine the spotlight on Sonya Deville. Now that's what I'm more uh, interested on because we already seen what. Mandy Rose can do. Yes, yes. I want to see Sonya get get a legitimate shot, and let's see what she can do. Let's see what she can do. Hundred percent. Yeah, man. Um, I feel like these last couple of things. I mean, they kind of blend together for me in terms of Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler's two out of three falls match, and this yeah. Elias and Miz two out of three falls oh, match. Yeah. Like, just. Both of them really, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I talked about earlier how they that the announcement of these matches made me tune out, you know. And the matches themselves, you know, I, were were okay. You know, the 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 Kofi Dolph match I felt was a little bit better than what I was seeing from the Miz Elias matchup. Um, there's just too much Shane in that that whole Miz Elias thing, like him getting involved and beating down the Miz and you know, interjecting himself. I mean, that's how Miz got his only fall, you know, in that matchup was getting the DQ victory off of Shane, you know, uh, interjecting himself in, into the matchup. Um, so I, I don't know. I just, I, I, it was, again, it was an okay matchup, but I just wasn't feeling that. And it, again, it being two out of three falls, it feels like a waste of that, that whole thing. Like I think back to, to the, I mean, we both had mixed uh, feelings on Johnny Gargano uh, versus Adam Cole, two out of three falls. Yep. But that was used at a pay-per-view, you know, to settle yeah. the NXT championship, you know? Like, I feel like that would be a way to use two out of three falls is for something major like that. You build up to it. and then It should you know, be part of the storytelling, the reason why it needs to be two out of, you know, two out of three pinfalls. Right. Exactly. And this... And not, not just, you know, oh, let's make it two out of three. Yeah, like I, I'm telling you, we're we're probably going to be seeing this more too, like because of the way that they don't want to have wrestling going on during the commercials now. You know, according to what the reports are, what Vince is looking for, you know, not to have any wrestling action during the ad break. So, um, I, and I think that's a shame because the more the more I hear, oh, two out of three falls match announced, I'm just going to roll my eyes and tr- want to tune out. You know, depending on who it is. Now, if you say two out of three falls between. AJ Styles and Ricochet for the United States Championship. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in. Or if it's Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor, two out of three falls. Like, all right. You know, even though I feel like on Raw or SmackDown, that would be a waste. You know, save that for a pay-per-view. But, you know, it it also, too, depends on who's in those matches. But, you know, Kofi and Dolph, we were kind of at a point where that match, that feud felt like it was over. And then you want to draw that out again for a two out of three falls match. That's no. that's why they get, man. I'm like, I thought we were done with this. And when, you know, when Dolph came out doing his promo in the beginning of SmackDown, like, you know, I'm saying, I'm not done with you yet. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what you mean? You're not done. You're what you done. mean, man? This you are dude, done. You, you, you guys set up the match of the cage. It was a clear winner. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, man? He jumped out. Yeah. We, 
<laughs> like, not that way. Like, right. He like, couldn't find logic in that win. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say that was a stretch. That was a stretch. Exactly. Yeah. Him trying to make Kofi look bad because he dove out and, and escaped <laughs> with the win. Like, that's the rules of the match, Dolph. That's what you signed up for when you asked for when you got a cage match, is if he goes out the door, he wins. And that's it. Like, yeah, that was, I didn't, I wasn't with that at all. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm basically just gonna leave it at that in terms of <laughs> those two matches that I, I really didn't it, it didn't do anything for me you know it was it was it turned me off completely to even ha- have those matches announced and then seeing those matches I'm like nah all right you yeah. know no more please like Kofi Dolph done just no more of that move on to Small Joe and then you know Elias Miz I don't even have a problem with Elias and Miz, but Shane McMahon being involved in it the way he is. Yeah. It's just I didn't like that either, man. Yep. Yeah. Like, maybe these guys could did it. I don't know. Maybe they, they can do some type of uh, rivalry together, but I, I don't know, man. That was Shane in there. No. Shane's is an unnecessary mix. Like, no, man. I, I, I don't want to see that at all. Exactly. Exactly. So any other notes for SmackDown? We pretty much covered all of it, but anything else stand out that I'm that we're missing before we before we called a, a recap? No, nah, man, that that's it. I think Alistair Black maybe had a breakthrough, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> man. Well, I'll I'll cap it with just hoping that this is us getting back to Alistair Black being Alistair Black. Like, you know, no more backstage open challenges, you know, like just in the ring, go out there and just start getting matches and start, you know, making people fade to black like you did on NXT and start rebuilding that mystique that out that made Alistair Black who he is. So I'm, I'm hoping for that. That's that's. Fingers crossed. That's my little touch of optimism to to cap this off. All right. Well, you're on your own on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so be it, damn it. I want this, I want Alistair Black to be what he was, man. I'm not giving ain't up. No, ain't no giving coming up. back from that. I'm not friend. giving up. He ain't can no do it. coming back from that. Let's see. Let's, oh, I don't man. know. He can do it. He can do it. I believe. All right, man. That'll do it for the SmackDown recap. For Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. We're going to do the NXT recap in the next one, so catch that on the page. But we'll see you next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.